Sometimes it's a trick to spoil all that you Welcome, welcome, my high people. This is another episode of Blue Dream Radio. I'm your host, Freedom. And this is LEG, season two. Season two, <laughs> episode three. Amazing to have uh, one of my favorite artists out right now. Uh, yes, thank you for, for stopping by. Love, love it. Loriana May. Le- Loriana May. May. He's struggling to say it. It's, it's my accent. I know you, know. you know it, but I know you struggle to say it. It's okay. It's, it's my accent. Get it. We gotta get it. It's not. It's. It's. I feel embarrassed because I should get no, it. No, don't. Be, I mean, I appreciate you. You have me here. Like you listen to my music. You show me all the support. I don't care if you say it right. <laughs> so we got something good stored for you guys. We have. Um, we don't only talk about the industry and how we can make money from it. But we also talk about which is good, though. which is good. Yeah. But we also talk about the people that has been influenced by the camp, by the plant to do their work, and we have an amazing the people uh, who spend the money, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the consumers, how uh, they call us now. So we have an amazing artist. Um, she has a, a lot of good music out. Um, she's done a lot of good projects with amazing artists like CeeLo Green. Um, if you don't know who he is, you better check him. Check, check them out, the Dungeon family, if you don't know, then you don't know hip-hop. Um, so, we we got to be talking about music. Uh, we always start with the description of our podcast, of the episode. So, I'm going to turn it over to Ellie G and we go from there. Awesome. So, music is such a fundamental part of so many people's lives. Cannabis has been used for decades by some of the musically gifted in the history of music, like Billie Holiday and Louis Armstrong. Lauriana May, here is an artist who is changing the landscape with her music and lyrics. We have featured her music on a number of our episodes on season one, so we're super excited to have her here in person. So sit back, roll up, and get high over the media. So we're going to start with a quote. Um, it's from one of our favorites, Erica Badu. And so we're just going to say the quote, and then you just let us know if it speaks to you, if you're able to connect with it at all. I'm free. I just do what I want, say what I want to say, how I feel, and I don't try to hurt nobody. I just try to make sure that I don't compromise my, my art in any kind of way. And I think people respect that. So, how do you I mean, feel about that? I mean, I respect it. Erica Badu is somebody who I've looked up to, I mean, ever since I first seen her, heard her, and then just throughout my career, people have compared me to her. And every time I'm just like, thank you. It's like such a huge. Um, so, can you tell us um, about you, who you are? And- why you do the music that you do? So, um, yeah, since I'm here, I'm gonna, I always start, like, obviously, you've already said, um, I make music, I'm a singer, songwriter, um, and, like, since we're here talking about cannabis, I'll just say, like, pretty much what it's done for me, and in reference to that quote, was free me in a way in the studio. I've always been, like, really kind of shy, mm-hmm. and we were talking about that outside. I put all myself into my music, like my lyrics are real, my experiences, everything. So it's like once I started, like the beginning music I made. If like some people know my Love May EP, it's fun. It's like you know, it's money May, it's high energy. But it's like at that point, I really wasn't smoking when I was writing records. I would be in the studio and be like, oh, I can't smoke before I sit down with someone or before I. Right, or, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, yeah, I was really uncomfortable doing that. And then, once I started to do that, 
and get comfortable. I'll just like I freed another part of my mind. Like mm -hmm. in the studio, I felt really comfortable. I didn't feel. I felt like I knew how to control the space. I felt more comfortable choosing the tracks that were for me and making the records like more personal. Mm -hmm. So um, after that, month of May EP, City of Diamonds EP, um, Can't Go Back project, and pieces of this project that I'm releasing right now um, that's titled Small Town City Dreams. Mm -hmm. It's like one of my favorite songs. I ever wrote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I got a feature in one of my in one of my episodes of season one, um, and since then I've been trying to reach out to her. I've been like a, a stalker, maybe <laughs> trying to get her in the in the in, in the booth and the studio with us, um, getting a, a podcast going. So and I um, appreciate it's great it. That I felt like bad because <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I know it seems like I'm giving the runaround, but I was like kind of busy, and I'm like, but I do really want to do this because yeah. I appreciate what you guys are doing as well. For sure, for sure. So one of the questions I want to ask you is how. What challenges have you encountered in the industry as a woman? As a woman, I feel like we encounter challenges every day, no matter if it's in this industry or any mm -hmm. industry. It's like to be a woman and be heard and be in a room full of men, and especially a woman like me who's like a smoker, a casino better, like <laughs> a sports watcher. Like it's, you know, I'm often in a group of guys, like mm -hmm. it's the majority men and um, you know, as a woman, it's like I've just learned to, you know, just be myself, respect myself, like if someone, you know, is belittling me or don't want to hear it, then they're not for me, like then, you know, there's plenty of us women mm -hmm. to support each other now and, um, and men too, I mean, I feel like I don't, I don't have it out for you, to, like a lot <laughs> of guys, like I said, support me. So, I mean, there's always challenges to be a woman. There's challenges to be a man, too, though. And, you know, I just got love for all. I'm here on this kind of show. <laughs> Everybody, I don't know. So what's your inspiration? What made you want to decide, you know what, I want to be a singer-songwriter? What was that first thing that just said, like, this feels good. This um, is what I want to do. What's funny is, like, like, since I was little, my mom would be like, oh, making me sing, sing, sing Disney songs. And I really, I liked to sing, but like I said, I was very shy, so I had to get started in like the choir atmosphere and church mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, and then when I was like going into school, I wanted to go to this arts school. Um, there was, I come from like a real small town. It's like one square mile. Mm -hmm. So there's no high school. You gotta like get into this one school or you gotta go to this other yeah. school or something. Mm -hmm. So I um, was trying to get in for drawing and stuff. And even though like I could not draw like well, I had my mom sitting up. She's drawing pictures. My friend Kevin was drawing a picture of Bart Simpson. I'm coloring grass and bunny rabbits and like you know. Like, stay so out. Like, like can you stay inside the lines or you were outside the lines? It was terrible. It looked like oh the baby could have done this book, um, but I brought it and they denied me of course to get in for the commercial art program. So I said all right, I'm gonna. Sing a song or try out for the vocal music, you know. And I did, and they accepted me. And the teacher was just a blessing in my life because he was so patient and That's loving. Right. He didn't make me get up in front of people until he felt I was ready. Mm -hmm. And like even that, the first time I was like this the whole time. I didn't even look at people. Um, but like afterward, people was coming up to me like, you know, if you just looked up, if you just 
you know, showed us, like, and projected, you know, that was really great, and it gave me something. That was the thing that, I guess, that was my gift, and I didn't realize it at first, but um, I just kept doing the next thing. Oh, a talent show, okay, doing the next thing, writing a song, auditioning for this, audition, and it just became everything I am. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I want to get a little personal. So how do your family feel about the work that you do with using cannabis and doing the thing? <laughs> They're oh, so supportive. Oh, do they like, yeah, they know. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to like oh out anybody in my family who's smoking cannabis <laughs> or whatever. But um, not all of them, but all of them are supportive. They're like, I mean, because my family knows if I'm going in the studio and I don't have any weed at this point like a step back for me. I know that we're not going to create the same yeah. things the same way. I'm not going to get the right experience. If I can smoke in there, the studio, okay, then I'll come, number one. And number two is like, I could work in there for 35 to 40 hours straight, like just writing songs, smoking, recording, smoking the booth. Like I could just do that until the vibe is gone yeah. and take a nap, you know, and my family knows that about me. Like, I'm still a great family member I can mm -hmm. be depended on. My family comes first, God comes first, you know, um, my values are strong, and cannabis has never interfered. <laughs> That's yeah. one of the things we were talking outside. It's like how. People think that because you use cannabis, you're not going to be functional. I know. That you just... I hate that stigma. Oh, yeah. like, like when they start to talk to you, like, you're some, like, old, dumb little pothead or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're just like, no, I know exactly what's going on. Probably even more than you realize. Yeah, yeah. Now. I'm more in tune with yeah, myself, exactly. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I asked Freedom, and I was just like... Oh, okay, you're featuring her on the podcast, it's great. I was like, who is she? Like, well, <laughs> we haven't found her yet. So it just, it was wonderful just to hear something that just was like, okay. And for me as a person, I don't listen to lyrics, unfortunately, sorry, singer songwriter. Um, but just the sound for me is just like, okay, I want to hear the sound. And then afterwards, it's like, I'll hear the lyrics. And then it's like another reason to fall in love once again. And so I think, um, yeah, whatever it is that you do. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I have to. If I don't like the lyrics, I'm not liking the song. So I have to. I'm, I'm both. I'm like super picky. So when I'm in the I'm studio, super picky too. I don't care if one song will take me three days if I have to sit there and like a puzzle, put it together. Like some, some songs are going to come in an hour or two, and some are really not. Like mm -hmm. Love to the City did not come the first day. It was like something I really worked on because I wanted it to be just the best I could possibly do for that. Yeah. Track and music, and at the time we were like, the way me and Jack work is like, we pull up. I'm gonna give all my sauce away, but <laughs> then sometimes we pull up some of my inspirations, and we'll look at some of uh, you know interviews and, mm -hmm. and songs or whatever. And we're listening to Billy Joel, who's like my favorite songwriter yeah. of all time, um, and at, at, it's like when we're done, Jack's going away to like get something to drink. I'm gonna roll up and. He's
going after those. And as we can see, all your projects involve cannabis. If you don't roll up, <laughs> if you don't roll up, you can't create. And that's you know that's one of the things that we push is that sometimes you haven't found why cannabis is important to you and why cannabis can help you in some ways, and you need to try it to find right. out well, how cannabis people, can help you. Or if you're fine and you don't, whatever, that's fine too. I don't care. But yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, for me, I'm saying I was very shy insecure like you know what I mean and I had this gift and I didn't really know how to share it or sometimes to write my records as myself and not who I felt like everybody else wanted me to be you know just like Erica yeah exactly <laughs> for some clout or something it's like that's what it did for me like I, it's not that I didn't have talent or something mm -hmm. but it's like what we're talking about with Erica like I was free mm -hmm. and by fighting for this particular project and music and not just recording somebody else's hits or whatever, again, I was freed because I was in the major legal system and whatever I could have did what everybody told me to do. And I wanted to do something special that, like we're talking about, my family would be proud of and the people like you guys who support me or whatever could really relate to because if I'm not being myself, then who's going to relate to me for real? Yeah, for sure. And who will I have? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this evolution of you, who are you? Who, is, who are you as an artist? Um, what's the you, listeners what's, want to know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm still money made. You know, I still <laughs> want to get money. I still want to smoke trees. I still want to <laughs> have nice shit. But like, I mean, again, like I always wanted those things for everybody. Yeah, for my sure. family, my supporters, my loved ones. Like, I want... You know, I, I mean, loyalty is everything. Like I said, family is the music I make. Um, of course, I'm going to go through phases as a person and an artist, but like, I really take my time to make sure my music is for everybody. For all sure. ages, um, wherever you come from. I play that song for her all the time. For, for yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, like, well, sometimes it could be a little, like, you know. Uh, like, I, play, I play worse songs, trust but me. But I just mean, like, for everyone to relate to, you know, yeah. like. For sure, for sure. So, you know, it's not right. We are a cannabis um, podcast, and we talk about equity and how can we create equity. And before we even started um, talking about uh, on the mic, mm -hmm. uh, before, uh, we were talking about equity <laughs> and how the cannabis industry can look like for our communities. Um, how do you see that? Like I said, you have some insightful um, things to say, so I want to let the listeners and our viewers see um, what do you think about the industry and how it's going right now? See, what I was saying was, it, I mean, I do, I think it's great that we can go so many places now and buy it and smoke it and feel free and, um, I think it sucks that it costs so much and yeah. the taxes are going up, up, up. Yeah. And that's really the only way to get our way sometimes is to allow them to do that to us. Um, and at the same time, though, it's very sad the way that some people have like really invested their last and their life into this. Yeah. And they're going in with all these new rules and shutting these people down and taking everything they have. It's a risk. Um, so it's like positive and negative. Like I said, I've been in trouble for trees before, and um, it has cost me money, 
time. Mm -hmm. It's like embarrassing. It's like it's a it's abusive, really. Yeah, like right. I mean, sure. you know. Um, so it's it's a good thing what's happening when when you think about it that way. As long as they're gonna make everything right. Yeah, <laughs> reinvest in the communities. That I mean, they, and let some people are. out of where sure. they're in, the situations they're in, and yeah, exactly So can you tell us, like, because you spoke a little bit of your inspiration, so what artists inspire you um, um, to do the music that you do? Like, a lot of times when, like I said, Billy Joel, uh, Biggie, of course, um, Marvin Gaye, Erica Badu, um, just Jay-Z, Amy Winehouse, Whitney Houston, I mean, I just have such a broad... Johnny Cash, it could be Patsy Cline, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald. It's just like I really love timeless music. So that's my goal when I go in the studio. Of course, I want to be of the now, but I want to like make music like that's timeless. For sure, that's that's um, transcendent. Sure. You yeah. know that transcend. Through, throughout time. Like 50 years from now, you yeah. want someone to be listening to your music. Yeah. Like, oh, I love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the way I listen to Stevie Wonder, like. Yeah, and he still sounds the same. Like, yeah. Nas, it still sounds the yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. This like, can come out right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Do you, what are your short term and long term goals professionally? Um, which is like such a crazy question Because I think that's like 
people kind of makes us crazy sometimes. Sure. It makes us feel like a failure. I set a certain date for this. Everything gets changed. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing gets changed and the whole timeline is. Mm -hmm. And it's so disappointing and like it can't really break people down. So my goal is to just like get this music out and have everybody like it and yeah. be on a tour right mm -hmm. now. And, sure. and I'm still making more music right now in the studio, so just keep working. So do you make more money on tours or you make more money selling your records? <laughs> what I'll you like let more? you know. I'll let you know. I don't know yet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I'm just now in a position where it's like, oh, I own my masters. And That's great. Awesome. That, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. And like the music's just coming out. I haven't started a tour yet, so, um, but... I mean, anyway, the money comes is gonna be great. I like doing those things, and yeah, yeah. you know. What's the craziest show you ever put together? Craziest show? Mm. And where was? See, I don't know because each show is uh, got its own story, its own different thing. I've had hometown shows at the Stone Pony where it's like, oh, it's legendary to somebody from Jersey, like Bruce Springsteen, and everybody played there. Um, so that's just crazy to get to do that, but then I've done shows in the city where it's like, oh, and B.O.B., 2 Chains, mm -hmm. T.I., me back in the room, and at that time, that was back when I didn't want to smoke and go on stage and stuff like that, and they were in the room, come on, man. <laughs> I passed it up, I didn't smoke with them, whatever, like, <laughs> dang, you know? I should've. I know, I should've. You know, that would be a crazy story, telling us things. I what T.I. would be talking now about. I could just, yeah, tell the story that I didn't get <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. So, going into that, so what was the first time you ever nightmare. smoked? Um, <laughs> yeah, it really was a nightmare because I smoked and I was with one of my homegirls, like, and we were on a beach and it was dark because, like, we were too young to be out there smoking and whatever and stuff, too. So, um, we're smoking, I get high, I guess, and I said, look this way, look this way. Everywhere looked the same. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dark on the beach. I don't know where we are. And I'm like, I started to like cry a little. I'm like, how are we going to get out? Um, drove home about like 10 miles an hour. Um, just because that's, you know, mm -hmm. it was the initial, like that was the first time I smoked. It was a nightmare. Um, but ever since then, it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, like I had to get over that. And like, oh, all of that in the moment, like you're young, you got to get home on time. You're driving if I a smell car. like it. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> smell like it. I mean, nobody knows. It's it was just too much. It was a bad. Look. It makes me think of like you know when folks are talking now about legalization and people driving under the influence. It's like, have you seen someone who's like really paranoid smoking from smoking and driving? Ten miles per hour. Like, what are you? What are you hitting? Right, no, you're like, exactly. Or you're driving like, too slow. That's why. Yeah, I'm you're driving too cautious. <laughs> you know, and that again, like that was my first time. And um, and then I also remember the first time my mom caught me smoking oh. because, like, I'm getting home late night, I'm on the balcony or whatever, our apartment, um, I'm out there, she's in bed, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's my <laughs> All of a sudden, I hear a tap on the window, tap, 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 oh, no. and, like, see her eyes through the blinds, and she's like, put it out, <laughs> get inside, whatever, I just put it out, and I went inside, I was like, you know, it would really help you sleep. Um, <laughs> this is medicine. Yeah, like, and, and honestly, like I told you, my family's supportive and care, whatever. Now, but it's like, when you're 
like my mom, she found a pipe, and <laughs> and she and she thought that it was a crack pipe. So she went to a priest and she told the priest, "Oh my God, my son is doing crack. You gotta talk to him. He's doing crack." And then I saw him in the march, and then the priest put me to the side and he goes, "Are you smoking crack?" I was like, "What?" Your mom said she found a crack pipe in your in your house. Crack pipe? I smoke weed, but I don't do no crack. I don't do no crack. And he was like. You sure that's all you do? You only smoke weed? And I was like, that's all I do. He was like, okay, you're fine. Go I know, right? Even my doctor will say that to me. And he's like, oh, you know, what are you doing? That's not healthy. Oh, you're stressing. That's bad. You're eating this bad. Blah, blah, blah. You smoke weed? How much? Oh, every day? That's fine. Yeah, for sure. sure. I swear to you, like, I, and I really, like, even had my doctor say it to my mom. Because I'm like, I, I swear to you. But I mean, think about it, if you're doing it to, to relieve stress, I mean, stress is like a number one killer of, mm -hmm. of, of people, and especially of women as well. It's like, you just, you smoke, you relieve that stress, you don't have to worry about the cortisol levels or anything else, like the breakdown of your body because right. you're smoking, because you're in like this totally like relaxed space. Yeah, and especially because it's like, if I'm not smoking, it's not like I'm going to withdrawal and my body's breaking down or something's changing inside mm -hmm. of me that's harmful. It's not that. It's like I want to smoke because it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. It like allows me to be myself, even my, my better self. Mm -hmm. And like interact with people. Like that's the difference between weed and drugs. Yes. <laughs> like, Absolutely. That's Absolutely. that's fact. So what is your favorite strain? I know people change, you know, by the, like, know. the weather, you know, <laughs> I smoke this one I day. have, like, favorite strains from, like, different, you know, people. Like, so... <laughs> She's a weak connoisseur. It's a cookies, I'm like, I really like London Pound Cake, mm. Gary Payton. They got this new sticky one, one that I really like. Um, the bomb. That one is really good, sticky one. Um, <laughs> And then I like Scoops, um, friend, actually, they have uh, the white truffle, the black truffle, the mm. guava, I really like those guava. three, yeah, mm. um, backwards, I like the lemon, the white, and the black cherry gelato, um, You really are kind of sore. <laughs> What's your favorite terpene profile? We spoke about it a little bit. Yeah, you, you said, said that, but I'm like, I don't um, discriminate. It's like, <laughs> I mean, just when I'm smoking, it's like if the flavor's good, if I feel um, awake enough and good enough to like do what I do or whatever, like then I'm happy. I would love to do a review so any farms out there that want to send us some weed, we have Fast one. Fast Money Farm gave us some. I thought we were glad to be able to we can do something. Yeah, we can participate, but it gotta be, you know, in a friendly space, yeah, a smoking yeah. friendly space. Not every space is friendly, and that's why we need to break the taboo of smoking. Cause you can have like drink all over the place. I know, and, I know. but you I can't mean, smoke. You can smoke outside of buildings, like so, smoke like cigarettes. That mm -hmm. harmful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and harmful so to your body. Harmful, yeah. So I wish I could. I wish I could smoke in a casino. <laughs> <laughs> the casino here is But me. you can drink though. But you you can... could drink, you could smoke cigarettes, and like some of the best games be in the smoking section. Yes. And it's like, dang, so these people could sit here and smoke cigarettes and cigarettes, like really bothering me too. But I 
your lungs. Think about it. It's like they're yeah. stress smoking, right? So they're like so stressed out. Imagine, if we were smoking trees, we'd be passing it down the line. At the slot machine, I'd be more social. We would have a big ass sight. Okay, this is Loriana May, and you're listening to Blue Dream Radio. Put the